Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Voice for Victims podcast with your host, Crystal Stein. Hope everyone's having a great Thursday. Tonight, we will have two special guests on the show, Bella Levy and Alan Greenstein. They will be talking about a topic that no one wants to discuss, but we have to discuss it. Unfortunately, it's a real problem in today's society, and that is human trafficking. Bella Levy is a product of the American dream. Her Russian roots have given way to develop a desire for change and help humanity. She is a radiology superhero in scrubs in our community fighting the COVID war in multiple local hospital facilities. Her desire for change led her to be the first runner-up for Maryland International Pageant System 2021 with a platform of human trafficking and a true humanitarian with a desire for a better world. She is also a celebrity boxer and mom. Alan Greenstein is the executive producer and founder of the organization support of our creatives. Its mission is to level the playing field for underrepresented creators and artists so that they have the same opportunities as everyone else to get their works created, distributed, and seen. Under the umbrella organization, Allen Finances provides artistic import and participates in all phases of the life cycle for Creatives projects. Allen is the host interviewer on Support Our Creatives Room on the Clubhouse app, where the goal is to bring supporters and creatives together. Allen is also on the board of directors for the Bella Lovey Foundation. That all being said, let's welcome Bella Levy and Alan Greenstein to the show. Hello, everyone. How are you doing? Hi, I'm doing, doing great. great. Well, thank you for having Can me. Can you hear me? Oh, you're yeah. welcome. So, um, how is your day going today, Bella? I'm doing good. Thank you. Thank you. You're welcome. Well, we might as well start with you. Um, do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and ground? Sure. Well, thank you. First of all, thank you for that um, that amazing introduction. That was very kind of you. I appreciate that. Um, so, my name is Bella. You're Lee, welcome. And I am <laughs> I am Miss Marilyn, first runner up, and I decided to. Um, enter a pageant because I saw that as a voice for a platform, not necessarily something that I would need a sparkly thing in my head, but I also um, wanted to shake up things a little bit, and I wanted to change what uh, pageantry was all about, only because I am not your typical pageant girl. Um, I'm short. I have very unruly, unmanageable, curly hair. <laughs> I'm not what you think of when you think of when I look at some of these pageant women and they're just stunning. And I have a daughter that looks just like me. And I just wanted to change a couple things around. And I've always embraced the idea that you have to be your own unique kind of beautiful. And I just kind of wanted to take that to the pageant world and just say, you know what? Beauty comes in different shapes and sizes, and my definition of beauty is courage. And that's what kind of led me to move that way and 
uh, I wanted to bring about what I was discussing, which is my platform of human trafficking. So I guess I, I, I wanted to enter the pageant world for dual purposes, to make a difference in the world and to also make it hopefully a little bit easier for girls that look like me or girls that look like my daughter. You know, the un- underrepresented where you have this hair that you have, it just nothing works. <laughs> um, so human trafficking is, something that's very, very close to my heart. I have a very, very personal story of why I do what I do. And for some of our listeners that may not know what human trafficking is, human trafficking is basically modern-day slavery, and it's the exploitation of one human being for another. And when some people think of human trafficking, they usually tend to think of, something to do in the sex trade, which, yes, that is a a big component of it, but a lot of people also don't know that human trafficking can take on a lot of other different forms. Um, Of course, there is the sex trafficking, like we all know. Then there's also, um, uh, like, the the body, um, excuse me, the organ, organ harvesting which a lot of people aren't familiar with that, and that's something that I think needs a lot more attention. With plastic surgery being as common as it is now, I know a lot of young ladies, they often fly to other destinations outside of of the United States to get these procedures performed. But unfortunately, when they get there and they are in, you know, the operating table, they have no idea or control what's being taken in or what's being taken out. Um, A lot of young ladies become drug mules without even knowing it. And, you know, it's, I have like, I could do like a, a, a huge section upon that. And at the end of this, a conversation. I'm going to definitely deposit information how people can get a hold of me, and I can definitely um, um, talk more about that. So, um, I'm also a mom. I have two amazing kids, and I'm also an actress. Um, and how I fell into acting was totally by accident when I competed for DC the year before. I, I didn't make it. Obviously, this little thing called COVID kind of, you know, put a put a damper on a lot of things. And I call that night my worst, best night ever because that's the night that I was discovered. Uh, since our pageant was virtual, there was a director, a movie director that was watching, and she happened to see me. And she sent out a message through me on Messenger. And she said, um, hey, Queen, are you interested in acting? And I'm looking at this message for about two weeks because I was like, wait a minute, I just lost the pageant. What are you talking about? (laughs) I just didn't want to be, I just wanted to be left alone. So finally I did reach out to her and we met up and she offered me my very first role. And um, I started acting and I fell in love with it, just absolutely fell in love with it. And again, I used it as another platform to talk about something that's very, very important to me. I've done a couple of roles, and you can find out the things that I've done on IMDb. And it's very important to me, and I discussed this with the production team, 
that in some of the roles that I'm in, some of the scenes that I'm in, that actually people get to wear the blue ribbon, the physical blue ribbon on the left side of their chest. And the scenes that I've done, the actors as well as myself are wearing those ribbons. And then at the end of the movie, um, with the credits, um, they, uh, they talk about the foundation and what it's about. So I've been very, very fortunate that um, it's very well received in that way as well. And by doing movies and so forth is how I met my amazing, one of my board of directors, Mr. Allen. We were on a movie set together, and, um, you know, we just started a, just a general uh, conversation about, hey, how are you? You know, just regular stuff. And we developed a fast friendship, and I really gravitated to what he was doing, he has his organization called Support Our Creatives, and in a few minutes, I'm going to hand it over to him, and he could discuss that, and then we will kind of piggyback a little bit about more of my foundation and what we do together. So, Alan, again, it was an honor to meet you on set, and I'm going to give you the floor for a few minutes. Okay. Thank you, Bella, and uh, Crystal. I'm glad to be on here tonight. So, glad to have you. And then, yes, and uh, well, Crystal, you already uh, gave a very good introduction of me. And uh, uh, do you have any pick-up questions you want to ask me to get started? Um, just a little bit about your background that you could tell the listeners, kind of like what Bella did. Um, it'd be I'd like to hear more about you. Oh, okay. So, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been interested in entertainment ever since I was very young. And, uh, and there really weren't that many opportunities to, uh, to really literally get into the business until social media came along. Because social media, as I think so everybody is aware, opens all kinds of doors and makes it easy to get in touch with and even talk to people that never been possible years ago. So it all started in 2009 with Twitter and other social media platforms and people started reaching out to me asking to be on my projects so on their projects I mean so um, so so over the years as I got more familiar with the business I didn't really know that much about it at the, at the beginning and I, I developed various long-term relationships with various um, producers and as well as um, as um, relationships with lots of other entertainers uh, people making web series and um, and films, especially um, here in the Maryland area where I live, there actually there's a very uh, large creative community that make in, in the indie movement, and uh, and that gave me the opportunity to um, to, uh, to actually get the opportunity to work on set as uh, we will be at a uh, a production assistant or a uh, script supervisor or anything else that they uh, they wanted me to do. So, um, so besides, um, so I basically have uh, connections all pretty much all over the countries, a lot of New York and California and lots of other places. And uh, so I develop my relationships and I get to uh, be participating in these various projects, whether it be uh, on an artistic level, um, participating in the life cycle of the, um, of, of the films. So that's basically how I got started. And, uh, yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, and as I said, going back to, to meeting Bella, as I said, I, the, the film, I was invited to be on set. They were shooting the film that day, 
Bella was there as the uh, as the COVID officer, and uh, we started talking. And really, she's the most thing we talked about was really her uh, her um, pageant experience. And she and she indicated at the time that uh, she wanted she would like to collaborate with me in that area. So eventually, she uh, you know she contacted me, and we started talking about that. But in addition, she also started talking about her uh, you know the Blue Ribbon Project, forming uh, the nonprofit. The Levy Foundation, and uh, she asked me to be on the board of directors. So that was really uh, an honor to uh, to be on the board of directors. And uh, you know, when we have our meetings, we discuss you know how are we going to promote the message about human trafficking, and uh, you know what kind of events do we want to have scheduled, or what kind of uh, you know what kind of shows do you want to be interviewed on, stuff like that. So uh, um, so that's how uh, as I say. I, I met Bella, and um, now I'm now I'm part of the set of board of directors, and uh, I also support, of course I also support her totally in her uh, whenever she has her acting roles. So that kind of is just almost to the present. And uh, I just want to make one more thing about um, the Clubhouse app, where that allowed me to actually have my first show, where I actually interview and interview people, mostly entertainment area, about what they do. And, um, and Bella has been on my show uh, at least once. So uh, it's, you know, just, just trying to spread the word. So that's uh, kind of like, that's kind of what I do. I'm always open to additional opportunities from anybody who has a project they might want me to become a part of. And, you know, if they, they just go out to supportourcreatives.com, you know, they can contact me that way through the contact page, and then we'll get together and talk. So that brings us pretty much up to the present. Mm-hmm. Wow, <laughs> you you both have amazing backgrounds um, and <laughs> stories. Wow, it's like overwhelming. <laughs> you both should be very proud with, of your accomplishments. You're, you're both doing very like doing a good job, and you're, you're definitely servant leaders. Oh, uh, very yes. you. Thank you. I believe that the universe connects people of purpose together. And uh, as Alan had mentioned earlier about social media, one of the main components of how my foundation is based and how it works and about my life-saving QR code is based just on that. So um, some of these victims that are held in different various situations, they have these things called burn phones. For the average person that may not know what a burn phone is, it's basically a device, usually something you buy, you charge and put like X number hours on it or however it is. And the way that these devices are usually calibrated is this device is able to receive a call and this device is able to, even the basic Uh, primitive ones are able to take pictures and but some of these devices cannot dial out for obvious reasons so I created the QR code and I believe that you and I had spoke about this a while ago and it was on my website and it's on all of uh, my foundation merchandise to include t-shirts and hats and and uh, things that go into cars and storefronts. And how the QR code works is when you take a regular camera off of any device and you scan it, it goes straight to my website, which is bellalevy.org. 
And the very first question that pops up, it's actually a small picture of a police squad car. The very first picture that pops up is, do you need help? Do you need police? And if the person is visiting the website and they do indeed need help or they want to report a case or, uh, or they need some kind of assistance, if they press the button yes, then it automatically dials 911. So I found a very unique way how to circumvent that entire situation where in the event that somebody that that has a phone that cannot dial out, they can still use the camera feature to potentially save themselves or save a life or help somebody else. And there's... um, There's been a lot of uh, other things that are available on my website. So my foundation turned a year old at the end of last month. And when I first started, I would have been elated just to have anybody from Maryland or on the East Coast log in because that's where I started. That's where my grassroots was. And my one of my other marketing directors, we keep – uh, we keep track of where the QR code is being coming from, who's coming in from it, what what the area is. And every Monday I get a little um, a, a meeting where we discuss, you know, any new visitors or um, just basically we use numbers to to see progress. We, we all know that. So um, as of this Monday when I had a meeting, all seven continents have logged in using the QR code. That showed me that I found a need and this is working. So some people, they log in just to get information or usually when I give a lecture, uh, before people enter a lecture hall, I put a big, huge QR code and I ask them to scan it when they come in so they can, as I'm giving the lecture, they can follow along on the website or through my merchandising or apparel. But my message of hope, my basic of my foundation of awareness and education and prevention methods is not only crossing from state to state, but now it's crossing oceans. And the fact that all seven continents have logged in at this time, it just it just proves to me and it gives me further affirmation that I'm doing something right, that I'm actually putting myself in a position, not even more about myself, I'm empowering the public that they can actually help somebody or they could potentially help themselves I have two major big dreams I want to accomplish. One is I want to have that QR code that I just discussed with you. I would like to have it in every airplane, every hotel, every car, every Lyft, every Uber, every point of interception where there could possibly be an opportunity to save somebody. I would like to have that QR code there. I frequently drive to New York, New Jersey to event, uh, to join, um, to attend events, and sometimes I stop at the rest areas. And I have seen um, some literature in the restroom. One is written in English and the other one's written in Spanish. And it says if you need help, specifically with trafficking, dial, you know, the 800 number. And I was thinking, but 
what if your phone doesn't dial out? So I'm in in process of talking to certain people, and of course everything is is a process to hopefully get my QR code in places like that. So if you are in that situation and you scan that code and you see that, oh, my God, I can get help, that would be a great thing. Um, My second dream that I have is I would like to open up a safe haven starting here in my native state of Maryland in a very underserved area, which is close to the 95th corridor. And this place, the safe haven, would be very unique, one of its kind, a place where we offer hope and healing. And if some of the victims, and I know some people call them the victims of, of human trafficking. I like to call them warriors and heroes and fighters because in order for them to come out of the situation, they have to fight to get out of that or they have to have courage to get rescued. I want them to know that they are welcome here. And if they feel like the rest of the world forgot them, I have not. And this is going to be a place where they can hopefully rebuild their lives and the community can embrace them and help them with whatever they need with, you know, shelter and housing and maybe a trade trade or some type of uh, uh, skill that they could have, get them job placement get them the physical, mental, mental, psychological help that they may need and get them back into society and empower them to fulfill their life's destinies and life's dreams. We all matter. Each of us is a human being and each of us has a reason and a purpose being here. And sometimes, you know, things happen and it's unfortunate. And although I can't control what happened to somebody, I can certainly control with what they do moving forward. And I did mention the blue ribbon earlier. And as you see on my website, the blue ribbons, I ask everybody to wear it on the left side. It's very specific because on the left side of your body is your heart. And this cause is very, very dear to my heart. So when I give lectures, I usually end end the lecture with a pledge and if it's okay, I would love to continue and take the pledge right now with you and your listeners. Is that okay? Yes, that would be great. I, and I and I have talked to you before, and I said I was going to send you some stuff, so I know you should be receiving it shortly. So what I ask everybody to do is put your hand on the left side, like you did when we were younger. I don't want to call myself out with, or age myself, but we all stood up in school and did the Pledge of Allegiance. So if I can kindly ask you to put your hand on your chest like we did and repeat after me. Hi, my name is, and then state your name. Hi, my name is. And today, and today I take the pledge against human trafficking. And today I take the pledge against human trafficking. And I support the Bella Levy Foundation. I support the Bella Levy Foundation. All of us. I only have two eyes, and I could only see a little bit. And on the back of my T-shirt is the big, huge QR code. Right above that, it's written, Champions of Humanity. But if I empower the public, I think that we can definitely, definitely make a change 
make a huge global change. So, again, I can't thank you enough for bringing Alan and I on on your show. Um, and I think it's very important, especially what you do, that we bring awareness and are socially conscious. I think it takes all of us to make a difference. Um, and I'm just, you know, little me just trying to do my part to make the world better. And uh, the second part of my dream, what I was talking about, is to um, open up a safe haven. I am actually going to host a gala. I was supposed to have it last January, but again, this thing called COVID kind of put a put a monkey wrench in everything. January, because January is the official human trafficking month, and royal blue is the official color. It's not the color that I selected. It's the color that it was just established. If you Google it, you can look it up. So January, I will be having a gala, and of course, more information is going to be made available. It's going to be here. The first one is going to be here in Baltimore, and more information will come out on the website, um, on social media, and of course, I'll pass it on to you, and I would love to have everybody come out and enjoy a great evening for a great, great cause. Things I uh, forgot to mention um, some things that the public can do now as far as um, nonverbal forms of communication. There's this thing called the Black Dot. It's actually called the Black Dot Campaign, and that came out of domestic violence. Again, this is something that you can Google. I did not create this, but I adapted it, and I think it's a great tool. It's a nonverbal form of communication so if you ever see a, uh, a young lady or a young gentleman with usually um, a black circle or red circle, green circle, or any color, any color on the inside of their palm, that is their way of asking for help. So if the public, if you ever go anywhere and you see somebody like that, they're just trying to tell you they need help. Another, another uh, way that um, the public can also help is if you go to a restaurant or a bar or um, a nightclub or any form of entertainment where you can possibly communicate with a bartender or a waiter or waitress, is you could order this thing called an angel drink or an angel shop. And a lot of bartenders, they're very knowledgeable. They know how to make basic cocktails, but I can promise you they're probably going to Google look it up and see what that means unless they already don't know. Most of the restaurants have been trained in this so that their staff does know. So if you go to the bartender and you say, can you give me an angel shot? Uh, they know exactly what that means. There's three ways you can order it. You can order it neat. You could order it on the rocks. Or you can order it with a, a twist of lemon or lime. And neat means call me a cab or Uber. Um, on the rocks means um, have your manager or somebody walk me to my car. And with a twist of lime or lemon, that means uh, please call the police. So those are all very effective ways that either the public can do something or if they happen to overhear something, that they can help each other. And those are some of the things that I advocate and I promote when I travel to different places and I do give lectures. There is a place on my website where you can request a speaker. And the one thing that I think is unique about this is 
whenever anybody requests me to come to their facility and speak, I never charge for that, only because I think it's my honor and a privilege to come and pass on my information that could be potentially life-saving. And I, I get invited to go to a lot of places, and I've traveled a lot in, in the United States. Uh, looking forward to next year and beyond, I have plans of possibly traveling overseas and doing the same thing because my ultimate goal is to establish this safe, this safe haven here in Maryland and then to have one in every single state and then to have one in every single country. So we can almost build like our own proverbial underground railroad. Um, I just feel so passionate about this. And I think with the resources that we have and the advancements of uh, technology and social media and so forth, I think we could really put ourselves in a position to help. Um, one of the key phrases I always say is, it's my paycheck of the heart to help humanity, and I truly do feel that way. And I honestly feel that if all of us did one kind gesture a day, we can definitely set, reset the trajectory of our culture, our environment, and our society. And kindness and gratitude has always been a cornerstone of what I'm about and everything I do. So I think that's in a nutshell pretty much, you know, a little bit about me and about my foundation. And, again, I'm so grateful to you um, for opening up a platform so I can just – and uh, thank you for bringing um, me on and Alan. And um, if, if, if it's possible, if there's any questions I could answer, I'd be more than happy to do so. If anybody wants to follow me, you can follow me on Facebook, Bella Levy, B-E-L-L-A-L-E-V-Y. On Instagram, it's B-E-L-L-A-C-H-K-A-2021. And also Bella Levy Foundation on Instagram as well. Well, thank you so much um, for all of that. I actually didn't know some of this. I didn't know about the Black Dot campaign or the Angel Shot, so I definitely learned something. I never, ever, in all the years, even like working in the criminal justice field in the past, never heard of that. Mm -hmm. So I'm so mm -hmm. happy we connected. I mean, that's very impressive. I had no idea about that at all. Yeah, I'm glad that you found out our about listeners. Yes, yes. And I'm just that somebody somewhere is listening to it and I firmly believe that you listen to something and then you go out in the world and all of a sudden you start seeing things you never saw before, only because you're exposed to it. So if you do see somebody with a circle on the inside of their palm or if you're at, um, at a restaurant or, or a bar or wherever and somebody says, can you give me an angel shot? I want the public to be very aware of that too. Right. I mean, that's very important. And it could save so many mm -hmm. people's lives. And even mm -hmm. with your QR code, that QR code is very impressive. That needs to be everywhere. I totally agree. That needs yeah. to go in rest stops, airports, everywhere. Everywhere. Because mm -hmm. this is a real, this is real. I mean, human trafficking is increasing so much. And, you right. know, 
there needs to be a way for these girls and guys to get help, you know, so. The last event that I had was Harley Davidson of D.C. invited me to come out there, and um, I was so honored and privileged that uh, Alan and his beautiful wife, Randy, was able to come out there, and it was a beautiful day. I think it was... um, uh, Memorial Day weekend, I believe. Rolling Thunder was that the event? Correct, uh, Alan. Correct me if I'm wrong. Um, um, but they yes, were able. Yes, to yes, out. yes, that's correct. They were yeah, the annual. It's out. an annual event that's for the motorcyclists. That's right. That's right. Um, and all the motorcycles came out, and they had some vendors come out, and they asked me to come out and speak, and just to have the support of my community was just amazing. So when an organization like Harley Davidson reaches out to you and says, we want you to come and talk to us, that's important. That makes me feel like, wow, people are finally listening to what I have to say, only because this topic is, I feel it's very taboo. It's very like, um, you know, let's brush it under the rug because it's like an eyesore to society. And I want to be able to represent those who don't have a voice or a choice which is something that led me last November, I actually participated in celebrity boxing. And I did just that. I physically stepped in the ring. I put on gloves and everything. And there was three three one-minute matches. And uh, that fight was deemed a draw. I had a good opponent, so we both walked away winning. And I was using that as a platform to bring awareness. And every opportunity I get to let everybody know this is a real thing, this exists, Um, um, these are human beings, and I want to help them, I love to get on that stage and talk and maybe – uh, just like you said earlier, you, you, did, you did not know about the black dot or the angel shot. There's, every single time I give a lecture, there's always somebody that walks up to me and they said, I had no idea. And the fact that I, knowledge is power, the fact that now they do know, I feel like I've empowered that person that if they were to go out to a restaurant and they would overhear a conversation I would want them to feel empowered that they could actually do something in that situation. Right. Now, I think it's amazing what you're doing. I I think you're going to help so many people, and you're already helping mm-hmm. people. I think mm-hmm. it's great. Mm-hmm. I support you 100% with what you're doing. I just think it's amazing. Yes. Yeah. May I say something? Yeah, go ahead. Oh, yeah, okay. Um, I want to talk about um, seeing Bella in action. You know, I was at that Harley-Davidson <laughs> event, and, Bella, and she, is, she is out there going all amongst the crowd, and, you know, talking, and she had her whole pile of blue ribbons with her, and she uh, it says, will you, will you, um, you know, will you, will you wear the blue ribbon because, you know, to fight human trafficking and all that. She's very successful at uh, interacting with people. And also people who would come over to the table, you know, she would explain very effectively, you know, the, um, the purpose of... Uh, of her foundation, everything like that. So uh, just wanted to throw that in there, that uh, she has the ability to interact with people, and that's very positive considering what the message that she's trying to uh, convey. Oh, right. thank you, Alan. Yeah. Well, I'm about it. So, 
it's I, I feel like it's my it's my destiny to change something, change this world. I just want to leave this world a better place than I found it. Right, I agree. And with one you. day, I, I believe it. Go ahead. And one, and one day, I just want my children to walk by a big old building that says the Bella Levy Foundation, and they could say, you know what, mom was special, but she did that. <laughs> I want my kids to be proud of me. Right. Yes, I agree. And to I leave a legacy, of course. Right. Um, do you, um, you already gave your contact information. Did you want to give your contact information, Alan, for the listeners? Um, yes, of course. Uh, as I said, um, the best way to uh, get in touch with me is to go to my website called supportourcreators.com, S-U-P-P-O-R-T-O-U-R-C-R-E-A-T-I-V-E-S.com. And, um, you know, that, that in, there's a, that the website explains you know, what I do. There's also a contact page, as usual, where people can go to, um, you know, if they want to get in touch with me and get to work on a project. And also all my other social media links are there. So that's the best place to, uh, to, uh, to go to get in touch with me. Okay. Do, you, do either of you want to say anything else before I um, close the show? Um, again, I just want to say thank you so much for uh, having me on. And, of course, I want to say thank you to Alan um, for all, all that you do for the foundation. He's just one of my board members. Uh, he actually is the only one that lives here in the state of Maryland. The rest of my board were kind of sprinkled everywhere else. Um, again, Alan, thank you for always supporting me and encouraging me. And it's it's nice to know that I'm actually making a change. And also to you, thank you so much, Crystal, for having me on the show. I know that when me and you connected, we developed a fast friendship. And that, again, is just another example of the universe brings people of purpose together. And I appreciate, I love what you're doing, that you're creating a voice for the voiceless, and then you're, that your uh, platform is so people can come in and discuss those things that um, can potentially, their story can help somebody else. So I'm very grateful to you. Um, um, I'm thankful for the opportunity to come out here to talk to you and to talk to your listeners. Yes. And, um, and you're welcome. And, yeah. and um, I'm, of course, I'm, I'm honored to be on the board of the Bella Foundation. And uh, thanks to, to Bella for having confidence in me to, uh, to be in this position. And, uh, and mm-hmm. thanks, Crystal, for having both of us on so we can get our, get, try to get our message out. And uh, mm-hmm. yeah, so, so thanks for that too. And uh, and you know, I'm always and every time I introduce myself on social media or on Clubhouse or whatever, I always make be sure to mention the Bella Levy Foundation because it's very important. So uh, I always I always make sure that I do that. Well, thank you, Beth, for being on the show. Um, I really think that um, you know you're going to help a lot of people and mm-hmm. and um, so. And then anyone that wants to be on my show, the Voice for Victims podcast, you can go to my website, um, voiceforvictimspodcast.com, and fill out the questionnaire or send me an email, and then I will reach out to you. And then um, 
we have a show coming on in an hour, well, probably less than an hour. Um, the Little Saint show is going to be on at 6 o'clock um, Pacific time, 9 o'clock Eastern time, and then the Comfort Circle will be on at 7 o'clock Pacific time, 10 o'clock Eastern time, and I'm actually going to be on the Comfort Circle. I also do that podcast, so make sure you tune in um, for those shows. And then um, just go out and make a difference for yourself or someone else. And I just hope everyone has a wonderful night. And thank you again for joining us. And until next time, take care. Thank you. All right. You're welcome. Bye. Bye-bye.